isn't it a blessing that we can go to our Father, no matter what we are going through. Now, true, the lyrics of the song, I need thee every hour. As we realize, we do not know when we will become sick. We don't know when we will fall. But we do know we need thee every hour. And the good news is that he's available every hour. A call to him won't go on wait, nor will it go to voicemail. Leave message at the tone. But he's right there. He's right there to hear us when we cry. Let us to go to our Father one more time in prayer. Father, right now we come to you, Lord, asking you to speak right now, Lord, to, through me, your vessel, to preach your word to us, your people, that we clearly hear, God, what you expect from us, and that we walk away with an understanding how to live for you. Father, we pray that Jesus will be seen today. Him who died on the cross and rose again, who is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Father, we pray that your body will come together in unity to lift up the head, which is Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. Father, have your way is our prayer. Amen. As it is in the month of December and the time of festivities and celebration, we also realize how life can always impact us, no matter where you are. As you've seen, you could be right here in the house of God and you can fall ill. And many of us Zionites, we, we, we see many times of members that sometimes might have fallen. I remember as a child when Dr. Garrett fell down right up here in the pulpit. And we took care of him and took care of him then. It's a blessing to see how when one falls, how so many are running over each other to rush to be at somebody's help. That's what the body of Christ should be, a group and a body of friends that look to help one another. What is your definition of friend? As in this time of season of Christmas, everybody is waiting to see what gifts they're going to unwrap under the Christmas tree. But me being the child I was, I didn't wait. I would hold gifts up to the light, try to look through the wrapping paper, or I was devious enough to peel off the tape to... Look back and see the box and then close it back up and act surprised on Christmas morning. I, I would do these little things because I was just waiting to see what was under the paper, to unwrap, to see the gift that I was had. But I, I want us to take the time this month of December, this holiday season, to unwrap Christ. I want us to take the time to unwrap and see the wonderful gift that God has given us in Jesus uh, the root of David, uh, the lion of Judah, the lamb of God. I, I want us to see the mighty counselor, Jesus, the prince of peace, the rising the morning star, that Jesus. I, I want us to unwrap him, and, and I want us to unwrap him today and see the present of friend. Where would you want to be when you were in trouble? Will you want to be in the presence of friends? Where would you want to be if you fell ill? When you want to be in the presence of friends? Many of us have friends that have come and friends that have gone. Many of us have cut off those who used to call friends 
because they no longer met the definition of being friends. And I want us to look and see how we meet the definition that Jesus calls friends. And, and that must be a high standard for the almighty, powerful God to say that he calls you friends. You, there's a reality show that's seeing who can be Paris Hilton's best friend. She even has standards of people that's going to be her friends, to be her entourage. You see, even Donald Trump has standards for those who will sit under him to be his apprentice. So if these people who are just common folks, I'm just saying common, they, they didn't create the world, nor do they word, say something, something exists. But our God, when he said, let there be light, and I think light did come forth. He said, let there be man, and he formed man out the dust, and I think man came forth. Our God can say something and take nothing and make something. And so if he calls us friends, and we see common folk call people friends, and they have standards. What is Jesus' standard? Then not only unwrapping what Jesus' standard is, friend, but unwrapping to see what a gift it is that he's a friend. Has the song saying, what a friend I have in Jesus. What a friend. We can turn to the Gospel of John, 15th chapter. This is a, a, a popular chapter for many of you who, who have come to Sunday school and have come to Bible studies. You, you, you definitely have gone through this verse. And how it starts off when Jesus talking about, I am the vine and you are the branches. And talking about how if you abide in me, I will uh, abide in you. But I, I'm going to move down from Jesus in this teaching. And we're going to pick up at verse 9. But as you turn to this gospel. Thinking about friends, Jesus is now with his friends. Friends that he has chosen. I'll say this again. Friends he has chosen. Have you not chose your friends? You may not be able to choose all the time who lives next to you because sometimes people move in. But yet you can choose who you hang around with. And Jesus chose 12 people uh, that he called them friends. But before we get into the process of you calling them friends, they called him master, and therefore they had a relationship as servant. And, and before we get to the 15th chapter, Jesus was sitting down with these servants, if you will, <laughs> having the last supper. And yet Jesus got up from the table to wash their feet. And he said, you call me master, and I'm serving you. You ought to do the same to one another. Uh, Jesus has already said, look in forms, you call me master, but yet I am serving you. Jesus, once again, saying you need to follow my example. And what's even more that these are his last days. These are the last few hours Jesus is going to spend alive with his disciples. And he took the time to wash their feet. And then they get up and they leave the upper room and start walking and Jesus starts teaching. And this is where we're going to pick up in part of Jesus teaching in the gospel of John, the 
15th chapter, beginning at verse 9. Now, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, so if you have a different translation, it may read a little differently, but praise God, it's his word. And the word of God awesomely says, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. I want you to catch this next statement. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. Have you ever heard a phrase repeated a couple of times here? I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow in the New Living Translation. Other words, says it will be filled or be completed. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. Wait a minute, Jesus. If you do what I command, hmm, I no longer call you slaves or servants because a master does not confide in the slaves. Now you are my friends since I have told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so the fa- so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name this is my command love each other uh, this text is full of great promise this text is full of of great Information of dealing of the relationship of Jesus with the Father and Jesus' relationship with his disciples and now us. But I I want to take the time to highlight where the part when Jesus says, I now call you friends. When you look at the statement when he says, I just as I have called you friends. If you don't mind, if I take you back to some English and to my grammar, this might like my father because he likes to talk about how bad my grammar is. And so he, he might like this. I learned a little something or something. But you see here that when it, the verb here is a perfect verb. And when a verb is perfect, it means the action has been completed. And when the action has been completed, the consequences are on going. And I want you to grab the, the action that has been completed. Jesus says, I have called you friends. I want to say that again. Jesus said, I have called you friends. What does that mean? That means that Jesus has already made up his mind to include you into a relationship with him in such a way that you're not a servant, but you are friend. What does it mean to be a friend of Jesus? 
Look at the statement that is repeated over and over again. Abide in me. Abide in me. Remain in me. Other translators could say, keeping my commandments. Keeping my commandments. This is my command. And look how he deduced all of the commandments into one command. Love one another. And he gave the example how you love one another. Love one another as, again, another perfect, complete, as I have loved you. What I'm seeing here is that Jesus is setting up the example so there will be no confusion of what it means to be a friend. To be a friend means you love somebody already before they love you. I I wish I had somebody here right now. I, I wish I taught somebody here. Is that I love you. In spite of what you are going to do and what you have done, I love you anyway. As a kid, uh, many of us can go back there if not just follow a child long enough. This is how they make friends. I'll give you this. I'll be your friend. My friendship is based on the condition of what I can get from you and what I can gain from you. But Jesus says, I, I have already called you friends. And this is before Jesus has sent them out to go and do the greatest work that he's called them to do. You see this here? He is still alive here, but Jesus has commanded them and he's commissioned them to go and make disciples. But before he even gets that far, he already let them know, I have called you friend. And to look at this, to be included. In friendship with God. We find that God called Abraham his friend. We see in Exodus how God spoke to Moses as a friend does face to face. It took all the way to this time in the New Testament with the disciples sitting with Jesus during the last hours with Jesus to make clear that I now include you as friends. I want you to grab what this means to be a friend of God. To be a friend of God means that no matter what you're going through, there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Where would you be? If not, a friend helped you out in the time you needed help. Where would you be if someone did not decide to become your friend when you were in need? Where would you be if someone who did not know you showed love to you and helped you out? Have you ever been lost before? In a strange land and with strange people. Now, I don't mean you got to go to a foreign land. You could just leave Peoria and go to Cairo, Illinois. If you've never been there before, that's a strange land to you. And if you happen to get lost and you don't know no folks, you're asking for somebody to show you some love and give you some directions. You see, too many times we want to make something bigger and greater than what it is. But yet, God is calling us to love one another. To follow his example. Jesus was also called friends of the sinners. The Pharisees pretty much gave him a bad name by saying he's friends of the tax collectors. Friends of the sinners. He sits and eats with them. I want you to grab this. See, 
to be a friend and to associate with somebody, you, we, we've seen what, what happens with wrong associations. Am I right about it? When you just happen to be around the wrong people in the wrong situation, how you all will fall. You, can, you, you, you know, many of you have seen the trial case with O.J. Simpson. He got the wrong character to go with him to confront the wrong people. And you see how he came tumbling down. You can see how I went out with somebody one time, and I, and I praise God by his grace. I was with the wrong person at the wrong time. He decided to shoplift, and I knew he was shoplifting, but I didn't think he shoplifted. And we walking out the store, and I'm thinking the boy was smart. They touched me. If I could have jumped, I would have touched the moon. But I was so frozen still, I did not move. But at the corner of my eye, I saw the human flash running down the street. <laughs> And that was my friend leaving me to drive. But yet those three undercover security grabbed him. And I heard them crying, you break him on. They said, shut up. <laughs> and they looked at me. I'm like, what's going on? They said, you're free to go. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but I, too, if it wasn't by, by the grace of God, could be serving some community service or having a juvenile record, God with the wrong person in the wrong place. So you see, when you have the wrong people with you, you're going to get the wrong results. But Jesus says, when you abide with me and I will abide in you, you remain in me. I will remain in you. I, I will make sure you are fruitful in what you are doing. And he goes as far as much to say that anything you ask, my father. In my name, it will be given to you. You see here, friends do for friends. It's, it's, it's good for my father for me to clean up the house. So when I'm cleaning up the house in my dad's house, I can ask my dad to buy a new broom to sweep up the house because he'll do so for me to do his business. But if I ask my father and I'm not doing anything, I said, Father, can I get a new video game? He'll look at me and say, son, you haven't done your chores. You see, when I do my father's business, I'm showing friendship to him. I'm building my relationship with him. He will give me what I ask because I am doing his will. But when you're outside of the will, it's kind of hard to get those things. Let's think about it for a minute. In your relationship, husbands and wives, right, you know the right things to do to get the right things. You know the right things to say to get the right results. You know, if you bring home flowers, you might be able to go out and spend some time with the friends. You know, if you bring home some candy just on, a, on another day, it might be a better day for you than any other day. You know, if I sow my love, I sow my friendship, I build up my relationship, I do what they desire, it's better not only for me, but also for them and all together. You see here that Jesus says, look here, when you do what my father has called you to do, and you do like I did, like my father's called me to do, how good it's going to be for you. Does he say how your joy will be filled? And look this. Look at this. His joy is your joy. That's what friends do. Friends rejoice when you rejoice. Friends grieve when you grieve. They're not phony about it. A, a true friend. This is a test of a true friend. They will call you and celebrate your victories. It's easy for them to show up in your weakness. 
But yet, when they make a note to give you a special note, say, you know what? You did a good job on your presentation. You did a good job on your project. You did a good job in finding that new car. You did a good job in getting this nice house. It's hard for people to celebrate because why? They get jealous. Uh, and they get envious. Uh, I should get me a new car. Uh, I should get me a house bigger than, than that. Uh, uh, I, I've been working all this time. How are they going to get a raise over me? But a friend will celebrate your successes. Jesus is looking. I want you to love one another. To put your stuff last. Did you not catch when I wash your feet? I'm teaching you to serve one another. That's what friends do. Friends serve. Jesus is showing here. Moses and Abraham were called God's friends because first they called themselves servants. In the Greek, the word dollars is servant. It's really translated as slave. To be enslaved. To be under ownership. None of us want to be under ownership. We, we brag about how I'm my own man. I'm my own woman. I, I, I did this all by myself. We don't like to always give credit when credit is due. But Jesus said, it's not about you. I want you to realize that your strength and your power comes when you abide in me. Look, look at verse 9. I want you to grab here because verse 9 is setting up what they unpack, all the, what Jesus unpacked in the teaching. He gives an imperative. He gives a command. And the commandment is simple. Remain in me. But he did not stop there. He showed you how to remain in him. It says, when you remain in him, you will love just as I love. You will obey just as I obey. And then your joy will be fulfilled. You see that? You see that? He's, he's letting you understand that I want you to remain in me. But I understand you need direction. So look, that's why I came. I came to set the example. I came to make it clear. And, and oftentimes, you look, look in your relationships, look in your, in your friendships. Oftentimes, you want people to be better, but you don't show them how to be better. You always show them how they're wrong. It's easy for them to go up to Brother Moore and say, Brother Moore, that's not how you do it. This is how you do it. And how's that building him up? I could just go ahead and say, Brother Moore, drop it again. I'm going to pick it up and put it right back in the right place. And I'm going to walk away. And now Brother Moore realized, oh, okay. I was wrong. He knew I was wrong, but he didn't tell me, but he did the right thing. So I'll do that the next time. That, that, that's how it goes. I come up to Brother Kyle, and Brother Kyle said, Brother, you, you were wrong for doing what you did the other day. You know you should have picked it up. I should have just picked it up and put it in the right place myself. Too many times in friendship, we want to point out where somebody's wrong and try to help them to be right. Because when you help them to be right, yes, you might be lesser than them. But yet Jesus said, whoever's the least is the greatest. So we got our mind backwards. I, I, I want to be in the limelight. Jesus did not want to be in the spotlight. He wanted to be on the background. Do you see Jesus? They came to him one time. Jesus went off to go pray. And they came to him and said, Master, they're looking for you. There's a crowd waiting for you. Jesus says, you know what? I got to go somewhere else. Because I, I can't just stay here. I got to go to other places. Jesus could have stayed there and became the, the toast of town. But no, he went out. There was another time they said he knew that they wanted to make him king, so he left. Jesus could have stayed and had success being a king and being that ruler. But he said, no, uh, that's not my purpose. I, I got other things to do. Too many times we get so seldom that we want to be in the spotlight. We want everybody to see, look at me, look at what I am doing. And forgetting that Jesus says, look at me and serve like me. Look at the test. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. 
remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my father's commandments and remain in his love. Do you see the connection? So many times in our lives, we want to find out where we stand in friendship. And Jesus says here, this is where you stand when my friendship with me. Just as I am with the father, you are with me. We are one. What a friendship we have with Jesus. That his presence is present with us. Just to, just to think, how, 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 have you been there before, brother, in a hospital? And that, that one friend was there at the right time to hold your hand? To give you a hug or just, you can look back over to them, you can, you can see them? I, I remember at times that I, 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 as an asthmatic child, I, I would always go to the hospital and, and, and it got commonplace. I would always expect cars from my classmates. But one thing I always looked for was to see my mom when I opened up my eyes. To see my mom sitting on the bedside of my bed. And I would go back to sleep. Because all I needed to see was her presence. To know that everything was all right. And just to see that presence, that's a sign of good friendship. Sometimes the presence will do. Have you ever been there that just someone sitting next to you when you couldn't say anything? All you could do was cry. And they just sat next to you and just help you to feel better. You know, somebody might have hugged you that one time, and all you just broke down into, they didn't say a word, but just hugged you. Their presence did all the talking that needed to be said. You see, it's the same thing as Jesus, that in times that it feels like you're all by yourself, just remember his presence is right there. Just to know that even no matter what you're going to, how dark the valley may look, remember that Jesus is the light of the world. To know that that presence is there, how, how much soothing it is to know married couples, to know that my, my spouse is at home waiting for me. How comforting is it for children, how to know that, that you may have had a bad day at school, you got beat up, you got beat down, you got an F on your paper, but you know mama's waiting with a hug when you come home. Maybe some of you didn't have that experience, I did a lot. Many, many times I brought home bad grades, but mama loves Sammy just the same. And Sammy couldn't wait to put that A's and them C minuses on the refrigerator. It's far between V's. It's either good or it's bad. It's in between. And yet, Mama would love me the same. I, I remember at the Tri County Urban League in TSTM, and and and, Sh- and Dr. Sharon Desmond Karat, she would ask me to help tutor other students in math. Now I wasn't the best math student, but yet she looked at me and said, "Sam, I know you're good at this. Go ahead and do this." And she made me feel better about myself that I started excelling in math. It's amazing how somebody, when their presence is right there, they inspire you, they enlarge you, they make you feel better about yourself, and they push you to be who they see you to be. That's a test of a good friend. Too many times we have so lowered somebody's expectations that they they become who you treat them to be. If I don't like you and I treat you like I don't like you, I'm going to treat you that way, and you'll never go past my expectations. If I say to my dad, you're not my dad, I will never treat him like my dad. In spite of what he does for me, I'll say, you're still not my daddy. But when I call him father, I treat him as father. I show him as father. I love him as father because that's who he is to me. But too many times we lower expectations because we see somebody and we already negated them. You say, you know what? You'll never be anything better than who you already are. But I'm so glad that when you look at the text... Jesus looks at one who's about to deny him. 
He looks at one who's about to betray him. And he looks at those who's going to scatter him in the garden and says, I have called you friend. Wait a minute. Time out. You calling those about to deny you friends? You calling those who about to turn on you friends? Look at our status of friends. Have we not terminated people's friendships when they abandoned us? It's so easy in relationships as boyfriend and girlfriend. So as you do that one thing, I'm cutting you off. Or that one, you know, as kids, as, as, it's, it's amazing. You can look at three-year-old and four-year-olds as friends. They have better understanding of friends. I remember I was sitting in my bedroom, and I looked out my window. And I saw these two young boys. They were good friends. And I saw one haul back and decked with the other kid right in the chin. And the, the little boy fell back <laughs> in the sandbox. The other kid took off and ran across the street to his house. I saw them same kids playing like nothing happened the next day. Because friends know how to forgive one another. Friends realize I had a disagreement with you, but I expect so much more out of this friendship, man. We, are, we bosom buddies. We, we, we made a pack. We, we made a pinky swear. Or, or you might have been blood brother. You might have pricked your fingers in the bathroom and, and swap blood. Don't do that stuff anymore now. But, you know, we used to do all kinds of stuff like that. Say no matter what we go through, we boys, we friends, we girls. And yet we grow up and all of a sudden we've got tolerance now that you, I can only go so far. But Jesus says, look here, I have not caused the limit. Matter of fact, I have raised the standard of what it means to be friend. I want you to understand that when you call somebody else friend, you first need to realize who's the true friend. The true friend is me. And I defined my friendship how I followed my father. Jesus made it clear as you abide in me. You should abide in me as I who? Abide in the Father. And as I follow my Father's commandments, you too should follow my commandments. And I get excited when I see that part because Jesus let you know that if you just do what I ask you to do, everything is going to be all right. Because the, the disciples were in a complex time, it, it was hitting them real hard that Jesus was about to leave them. Uh, they thought they were going to be left all by themselves. But Jesus was letting them know, here's a promise here I'm keeping with you, that I'm going to remain in you as you remain in me. Am I talking to somebody here? Jesus let you know that my friendship with you is not breaking. It's unbreakable. It is binding. I'm going to keep it. I have already called you friends. Uh, before I, you called me friend, I've already made up my mind. I'm going to call you friend. Do you see that? Have you ever been that friend for somebody else? That they have mistreated you. They have abused you. They borrowed money from you over and over again. But you still count them as friends. They may not be the same friend towards you, but you have already made up your mind that I am setting the example of what a friend is. Uh, many times in our lives, we have lowered our standards to be like the world instead of hiring our standards and keeping our eye on the prize that is Christ and realizing if Christ can be friend to the tax collectors, to the sinners, I can be friend to one another. If God has called me, to obey his command in loving one another, I should be loving 
one another. If he gave me the commandment, if he gave me the imperative statement of remain in him, I think this is what I should be doing. We should see this in our workplace. We should see this in our relationships. We should see this in our home life. How am I showing love to one another? How am I really obeying God's command? Commandment of forgiving. Commandment of serving. Commandment of being the body of Christ. When you look at this present of friendship we have with God, I want you really to grab this friendship. God sent Jesus. We call Emmanuel, which means God is with us. It's kind of hard to find any other God that desires to be with us. We call him God of Jacob, God of the tricky one, God of the deceiver, the one who grasps at the heel, God of that one. He's our God too. Jesus was friends with the sinners. I'm so glad he's my friend because I'm a sinner too. I am so glad that Jesus was willing to die on the cross for a sinner like me. And even before I could utter the lips, Lord, save me, he died for me. Before I can say, Lord, I need thee every hour, he said, Lord, I forgive them for they know not what they do. Before I can say, Father, forgive me of all my sins. He says, Lord, I'm interceding on their behalf. I'm glad that Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Right now as we speak, exalted, and every knee will bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. And not only is he Lord, but he calls me friend. Is Jesus your friend? If he is your friend, how are you showing your friendship to him? Because when you show your friendship to him, you show it to who's sitting right next to you, who lives next to you, who lives in your house, who lives in your community. It's time for all of us to make sure every day we're taking time to love one another as Jesus loved us. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God for his word. Father, Lord, we come to you right now, thanking you that you have called us friend, that you have chosen us. And we thank you, Father, that you look down and you see past our faults and you call us friend. And Father, right now we ask you to forgive us of our sins. And Father, Lord, we want to draw closer to you. And be the friend you've called us to be. And showing love to all that we meet. And meeting the standard of friendship that you have set. Father, we pray right now, still every head bowed and every eyes closed. There's someone here who does not know Jesus as a Lord, as a Savior, and as friend. We pray right now that they confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. God's Son who died on the cross and rose again from the grave. And Father, we thank you for that confession. We thank you for their faith. And Father, there's someone here who's looking for a church home. 
Father, we pray that we can be that body of Christ and we can be their friends and that they join this fellowship right here as we continue, Lord, try to grow and be the friends you've called us to be, to be the lovers of Christ you've called us to be right here in this city of Peoria. Father, we ask you to have your way with us. Have your way with us right now is our prayer. Amen. Amen. May we stand and we extend the hand of discipleship.